Hi, we're back with our weekly comments and reaction episode. I'm moving away from the Saucer Afterlife branding for some reason. I don't know, just to change things up. But we've got some uh, interesting questions and comments about our disclosure in the 90s slash Dr. Greer, the early years episode that we had last week, and also some general questions about some other stuff. Following the Q&A, or comment and A, or comment and response, I I don't know how to say it, we've got a special segment where I talk to Adam and Serfiel from the Conspiranormal podcast, on which I've appeared numerous times, and they're putting on their, I think, third Strange Realities conference in October in Nashville, Tennessee, and online everywhere. You've heard me mention it in the midway break segments over the last month or so. And I talked to them about sort of a rundown of the speakers and what I'm going to be talking about and their approach to the conference and things like that. So it's a rare interview format thing here on the show, but I wanted to take the opportunity to talk to them about the conference because I'm excited about it and to get some word out there among Saucer Life listeners who I hope are at least going to consider dropping into the conference and um, participating online because it's a great lineup of speakers. There's UFO stuff like me. There's all sorts of other things. So you can hear them talk about that or check out the website at strangerealitiesconference.com. For now, let's take a look at some questions. We'll start with some things that came in on Twitter. First up, uh, Black Wolf asks if there's any been any explanation on how Dr. Greer became chosen for this, besides, of course, him choosing himself because he is incredibly certain of his own specialness. I think that's the answer. I've never heard of any sort of, you know, aliens or things, you know, choosing him to be an ambassador like you have with Richard Boylan. I, I do think he presents himself as being in a way, chosen by insiders and whistleblowers because of his specialness, because of his efforts with the the, the CE5 program early on back in the 90s. And uh, Blackwolf also mentions that he never wants to hear any more about Dr. Stephen Greer's briefs. That makes two of us. Another question from Twitter. If Dr. Greer challenged you to a mano a mano until the early morning hours in a hotel room, how would you respond? Oh, that's a troubling question. And I would respond by, I don't know, probably just running away. Um, yeah, I would, I would run away. Also, I, I have to say that I, it's one of my life goals to, to never be in the immediate vicinity of Dr. Greer. I just, I have a feeling the guy would irritate me, but a good question. So moving on to some questions that were emailed into us, Nick wants to know more about uh, Greer's pre-UFO career, if we have any information on that and how that might have influenced what came later. There's not a lot out there. What I mostly found was just evidence that when he says that he was an emergency room physician in North Carolina, yes, he absolutely was as a career. There are some early articles. I think the earliest article I found about him is from a yoga magazine in 1989, talking about his expeditions out there to um, to, to sort of induce sightings to appear to call down the aliens. And in that article, 
which I believe was by Keith Thomas. And I don't know if that's the same Keith Thomas or Keith Thompson that wrote the excellent book, Angels and Aliens, but something makes me think that it might be. One thing we do learn about Greer is that he was a facilitator for transcendental meditation um, sessions, I, I guess they're called. And uh, there's another article about Greer and his activities, surprisingly, in Outdoor Magazine from 1990. But apart from these articles mentioning that as a child he had a UFO sighting, I, I don't think there was any sort of massively precipitatory, precipitatory precipitating, I guess, event that that led him down this uh, this path. If anybody out there is more of an Greer aficionado than I am, and you know, I'm not really one at all much. Um, please get in touch with with any sort of like initial contact experience he had. That would be pretty entertaining or at least interesting. Oh, I just remembered another listener on uh, Twitter or somewhere. I can't remember. This was right after the episode came out, asked what I thought about the reports that there had been some sightings during the the events where, where Greer had people out calling down um, or, or summoning visitors. I'm not ashamed. I'm ashamed to say this. I'm not that familiar with those sightings. The ones I have read about sort of make me wonder if, you know, if you're out there, you're, you're expecting something to show up and then something shows up. That might be why you think something has shown up. On the other hand, there might be genuine sightings involved with these Greer activities, but there are genuine sightings all over the place sometimes. So in short, I don't know. And I don't have a good answer for that question, but I wanted to make sure that I didn't ignore that question. Um, Lester, uh, you know, longtime listener, has a couple questions for us. One about Greer and one more general. First, he asks, uh, doesn't Stephen Greer remind you of Frank Strangis? And when I first saw that, I was like, no. And then the more I thought about it, the more I think there, there's one particular uh, particular um, item, or actually there's there's two. There are some there are some similarities. Strangers's uh, visitor in the Pentagon, stranger in the Pentagon, uh, Val Thor book. One of the things that that Val Thor had that was rejected by the Nixon administration was alien knowledge that would transform not just our technology, but our entire economy. And that's the same sort of thing Greer and his ilk discuss with and, and promote with the disclosure thing. So yeah, there is that similarity. And the other similarity, actually the initial one that occurred to me, was uh, both of them have a, uh, have a habit, have a, uh, a, a, a desire to make you think they're more officially connected than they actually are. Stranges with his connections to the police and constantly writing to J. Edgar Hoover every so often to tell him how great a job he thought the FBI was doing and Hoover's successors as well. And, and then sort of promoting that he has a, a relationship with, uh, with federal law enforcement. That is a similarity also. Lester also asks, don't you suppose someone has already sold the planet or parts of it to space aliens in exchange for a couple of gallons of space rum, other trinkets, etc.? I'm thinking of the sale of Manhattan. Probably has happened again and again. Assuming, of course, space alien visitors are not just fantasy or fiction. I think that is a hilarious idea that someone at some point sold this planet to somebody and eventually they're going to come collect or 
we're already a part of some space empire and we don't even know it. That's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting thought. Another email, sort of the final email here from Jackson. Listening to the most recent episode, it struck me how similar to the whole New World Order thing and the running theme of contactees calling for some sort of global cooperation are to one another, like some sort of dark mirror of each other. In your research, have you found links between the histories of these two ideas? The vastly different takes on the idea of global unity seems like it would play into cultural differences of the two eras in a neat sociological way. Maybe something about the Cold War ending. Yes, I I agree with it. The sort of Cold War ending sort of ushering in on the one hand, it's a new era of global cooperation. And on the other hand, it's a new dark era of global unification and dominance. I think it goes back earlier than that, though. If you look back at the 1950s, even the 1940s, there's this non-flying saucer. I'm talking sort of the, the, the sort of real stuff. There's a push for greater greater global cooperation following World War II. The United Nations in the United States is much more enthusiastically embraced than the earlier rejected League of Nations had been following the previous World War. But there's also a very sort of, you know, pronounced resistance to the United Nations. If you look at 1950s and 1960s sort of conspiratorial writings, books like uh, None Dare Call It Treason and things like that, you see a, a, a lot of antipathy toward the United Nations and what it sees, what authors see as the erosion of, uh, of, of, of um, national sovereignty. So I think these two things have been in tension with each other for a very long time. And it makes sense that that tension would play out in different branches of ufological things from the Bill Cooper style aliens are part of the New World Order connection to the the contactees and channelers and disclosure advocates sort of doing the same thing or the opposite thing or the same thing that that the contactees were from the very beginning. All right. I think that's all the comments and or questions I had for this episode. Hopefully I didn't lose any. Sometimes that happens, I fear. But now let's shift gears and move to the conversation between me and the guys from Conspiranormal about the conference. And I hope you listen to it. I I think it's going to be a great conference. Uh, You can at least, at the very least, hear what I'm going to uh, be talking about because some of it you may be familiar with, but some of it is going to be new and something you've not been exposed to before, at least not through this show. So let's listen to this conversation and I will be back with a wrap up at the end. As a special treat, everybody, I've got uh, got the, the fellas from Conspiranormal here to tell us about this year's Strange Realities Conference that's taking place in Nashville and on the internet. Uh, so, uh, Sergio and Adam, why don't you tell us about what's going down at the conference this year? Okay, well, basically, Strange Realities 2021 is taking place in Nashville, Tennessee, and online. It is, as we've described it, as a hybrid event, which not alien human hybrid or anything. So, <laughs> no, no, uh, no Dr. David Jacobs foolery going on here, but uh, we do have uh, several people that uh, you know and um, that are going to be there. And it's going to be October 15th through the 17th uh, coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee and online. 
All right. And uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be uh, live there speaking um, about saucer felons. Uh, so, so saucer yeah. criminals, UFO criminals, um, some of whom have been mentioned here on, on the saucer life. And one of whom is new is, is going to be a, a new topic, a new subject for me. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's, it's a lot of times that, you know, you can lie to people and take their money and give them junk in return, but it's not actually a crime. But sometimes <laughs> if, if you buy a book about flying saucers and it turns out there are no flying saucers, there's really no crime there. But oh, when, when you do things like sell mineral rights to a mine because the Space Brothers told you to, um, it turns out that can be, you know, prosecutors tend to go after people who who swindle old ladies. Out Is that of, uh, uh, Reinhold Schmidt? Yeah, Reinhold Schmidt. He's oh, he's 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 the best. Um, One of my favorite saucer felons of all time. He is. I just the fact that he he was he made a movie. They made a movie out of his contact experience. Is directed by the great Ron Ormond. Ron Ormond. Um, the uh, lived here in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. He was a Nashville guy, and the the auteur behind um, Mesa of Lost Women. You know that uh, that that classic and. um, various uh various sort of sort of anti-communist evangelical films which are uh just masterpieces of i guess it's a genre i i guess anti-communist evangelical missionary yeah. films is is i mean there's there's more than one so so it's a genre and and they're all better than left behind uh, all better than that series so how could they not so who are uh who are some of the speakers who's who are going to be there that the uh the saucer life listeners might be familiar with well i can uh i can run down the list yeah uh, for you i know that uh, some would be familiar with uh who's actually going to start us off and i will kind of just go down uh the list of speakers at in chronological order as all right they speaking all right so on friday night the 15th of october uh and this is good so when we said hybrid event, some of the speakers, uh, about more than half of the speakers are going to actually be in Nashville giving their presentations. The remainder of the 21 speakers are actually going to be uh, doing their presentations from their house, just like you did last year mm-hmm. and everybody did last year uh, for obvious reasons. So, uh, but starting off on Friday evening, we're actually going to have everyone that is uh, all four of those speakers are actually going to be there on site at SIR Nashville, where oh, we are having great. a conference. So uh, starting off is Tim Banal. Yay. Yes. Of course, good uh, friend of the show. Yes. Good friend of our show. Good friend of your shows of everyone's show, I think. Yeah. And uh, he is, of course, the uh, news editor for Coast to Coast AM. Uh, Tim, this will be the third time that he's appeared at Strange Realities Conference, and this uh, he will be giving a presentation, I believe, on whenever mysteries are actually solved and what the effect of that is and when um, how people deal with those things. Right. Right. Uh, following up is Joshua Cutchin, uh, who... Actually, we found out what he's going to be presenting the other night. He's going to be talking about um, fairy lore uh, and also comparing the Indian mounds, Native American mounds, with mounds in Ireland. So I think oh. that's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. And then yourself, 
Okay. We're going to be following yep. up Josh uh, that evening. And to round up Friday night, uh, Rin Collier is going oh, to yeah. be yeah. Uh, speaking. Um, so that um, rounds up the Friday night. So on Saturday, the 16th, uh, we have starting us off Heather Mosier. She will actually be giving her presentation from home. Not sure what she'll be presenting yet, but Heather is the... Um, she is the main researcher for the small town monsters. Right. Right. Uh, Seth Breedlove's outfit. And uh, she has actually been on quite a few of the um, documentaries mm-hmm. appeared in the documentaries herself, uh, followed by David Metcalf. He is going to be talking to, I think it's about something that the saucer life audience would really like. And that is the star seed phenomenon, which oh, is yes. something that you've yes. spoken about when your Richard Boyland episodes. Oh yes. And uh, that kind of has spurred us on our Patreon to talk to, to actually administer each other uh, our quizzes. Um, <laughs> Dr. Stephen Finley, he will be giving a presentation uh, from home and his presentation is going to be about the mother will imagery and the encounter that the Reverend Louis Farrakhan had back in the 1980s. I am, I am. That might be the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's going to be an interesting one. Um, and following later on is Kiki Dombrowski. Yep. Uh, she's going to be talking. I believe her presentation is going to be about the tarot and some of the aspects of that. Uh, Christopher Ernst follows. Yep. Then, of course, he is the. Uh, director of The Hill and the Hole, and a couple of other films. Um, and he is going to be talking about some of the holy Indian holy men that are in the tradition that his parents uh, and he grew up in. Um, and Michael Hughes is also going to be speaking after that as well. I think Mike is also going to be doing something that's kind of an aspect of the tarot. I'm not entirely certain at this moment. Okay. Uh, following that, after the dinner break, is Nathan Isaac, who is from the Penny Royal podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, he has also appeared. He's also appeared on Hellier, and uh, his presentation. I, I don't think I can even wrap my mind around it. So uh, <laughs> be prepared, everyone. Uh, also, after him is Recluse. Also, his real name is Steven Snyder. He is the host of the excellent podcast, The Farm, and a good friend of ours. He was involved last year as well. He's going to be in Nashville, as well as Nathan also is going to be there as well. Most of the people, I believe, on, on Saturday are also going to be on site. Um, I think he's going to be either doing something about Mormonism or he's going to be doing something on extropians, which I actually had to look up, but these are apparently people that like it's life extension. Oh yeah. Yeah. Weirdness. I, I'd actually never heard of it before. Uh, and to round us off the grand finale on Saturday evening will be Mr. Alan Greenfield. Oh yes. Excellent. He is uh, the, the author of the secret cipher, the euphonauts. I know you're excited about seeing meeting him, Aaron. Yeah, I am. I really am. And also, he is. Uh, we're not quite sure what he's going to be presenting. I think it's probably going to be a more of a stream of consciousness, but uh, <laughs> ramble. But uh, Olaf Phillips is actually going to be helping out with that because he's bringing Aaron up from Atlanta. Okay. Uh, okay. Sunday. Uh, so this thing is like three days, guys. Sunday we start off with Jose Herrera. Uh, he is a graduate student at the University of North Carolina in Wilmington. 
was actually studied under uh, formerly Dr. Diana Pasuka, now just okay. Walsh. Uh, but uh, he is going to be talking about fourth and fifth generation warfare. Uh, so I think that's going to be an interesting one. And our good friend, Dr. Future, follows him up with his presentation on the Monroe Institute oh, yeah. and uh, hemi sinking, uh, which is something that he's been looking into. Following that, uh, we have the lunch break. And then following that, we have Amy Petula, who is the uh, founder of uh, the main director of the Chattanooga Ghost Tours here in Tennessee. I uh, believe she is going to be giving her presentation uh, from home. Uh, not quite sure what she's presenting as of this moment. Uh, Britt Rains follows her. Britt Rains is a uh, pretty seasoned and older UFO researcher that lives here in Tennessee. I actually found out about him when I was putting on the first conference. Um, and uh, he told me he's going to be doing something about uh, Fortiana. Okay, cool. Something, something, I guess, Keely in, in nature. Nice. Uh, nice. P.D. Newman follows, follows him. And uh, P.D. Newman is known for a couple of books that he has written about entheogens and hallucinogens and their influence on Freemasonry and some of their uh, existence in Freemasonic imagery. Okay. Uh, we are, this is a wide ranging conference. Yes, it is. Uh, Soraya Askath follows him. We're not quite sure if Soraya is going to be on site or if he is going to uh, give his presentation from home. But uh, I have told Soraya that I'm pretty sure that it's going to be the most life-affirming and epic-changing um, co- uh, presentation of the conference. Oh, oh uh, wow. wow. <laughs> quite a statement. And to round that out, uh, Steve Stockton. Uh, Steve uh, is actually from Tennessee, but he's going to be giving his presentation from his home in Portland. And he is going to be talking about some of the disappearances in the national parks, Okay, which is yeah. something that he has really gotten into lately. He's uh, re- about to release his third book about, uh, about that. And then to round us out at the end of Sunday evening, uh, Mr. Timothy Renner, uh, the host of Strange Familiars and the author of several books. Uh, dealing along with Joshua McCutcheon, dealing with the concept of supernatural bigfootery. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing kind of a question and answer kind of little jam session with him. So nice. that's the lineup nice. that we have for the Strange Realities Conference 2021. Yeah. And there will be a space disco party as well. Really? That, that sounds alarming, but uh, but outstanding. Yeah. it's And it's, it's, a, it's a lineup that has a lot for everybody um well maybe not everybody everybody's interested in these topics um maybe not just anybody but um yeah i think listeners to the show are are not to suck up to them but uh, they are a a pretty smart bunch and mm-hmm. I, I think there's uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of topics that are going to be very very interesting not just to ufo types but also to devotees of conspiracy culture and spiritualism and, and all those sorts of things. So very much looking forward to uh, to that lineup of speakers. Now, the online portion of it, are, is there any sort of sort of fancy like technical knowledge people need in order to take advantage of this and to watch it? Are, are they going to have to buy a new computer to do this or is it pretty, pretty straightforward? It's going to be pretty straightforward. Um, so when you purchase a ticket, um, 
an online ticket from us. And that's uh, those are available via Eventbrite, which you can go to strangerealitiesconference.com. And there is a link to where you can purchase uh, either one of the two ticket tiers that we have. But once you do that, uh, we have, uh, there is a link that will be sent to you to a private Facebook group. Uh, and you guys can get into that private Facebook group and we'll be able to stream the conference. Now, uh, the conference is going to be streamed live, but the beauty of this is, is that if you miss uh, Soraya's groundbreaking presentation, you can go back and you can watch that anytime. Great. Yeah, that's that's a great feature um, for for some online conferences because because some yeah. if if you miss it you miss it and that's that can that can be a bummer because you know stuff comes up especially when you're watching from home you know stuff comes right. up at home right. and you can't catch everything but but being able to go back and and see those things is uh, really is phenomenal so strangerealitiesconference.com right yes and, sir. Uh, all one word no hyphens or anything weird like that all, just all one word yeah. okay all strangerealitiesconference.com and um, if you want to hear more from the speakers i think most of us have appeared on conspiranormal um, at one time or seven or eight times um and uh and talking about these uh these various things so anything else you want to tell people about uh about the event well, I would, uh, Serfiel has a few things, but I just wanted to say that uh, we are really pushing the online tickets right now. Those are $30. I mean, that's $10 that's a, a day. It's a heck so, of a deal. Uh, but we do have some space available if anyone is around the Nashville area or you are, you are close, or even if you really just want to be adventurous and fly out here, uh, there are still tickets to be there in person. Those are $70, $70 per person. Um, and one of the things about uh, what's going on right now, as far as Tennessee and the problems with the, the Delta variant of the coronavirus, we are uh, requiring either a test within 72 hours or proof of a vaccine. So you Very don't necessarily sensible. have to be vaccinated to come, but we do want to make sure that you are not going to come in and spread, you know, COVID throughout yes. the entire conference. I would, I appreciate that. That's, um, Yes. yes. Sensible precaution. Yes. And uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, we're really trying to provide a different kind of conference. Uh, there's uh, not only can we, you know, not afford a lot of the bigger names in uh, ufology and these other subjects and these television personalities, but uh, we just wanted to uh, provide a way to uh, get some of these ideas out of of our friends and associates and people who have been on the program. And like you said, for, for a little bit, you know, without being too um, condescending of the, the general uh, public, you know, for people who are a little more discerning and intellectual, and there's a lot of very, very intelligent, educated people uh, in this lineup. And it should be fascinating for even people who aren't typically, uh, you know, into this type of stuff. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a good way a good way to put it. And um, it's a lot of the bigger conventions. It's you know, things get lost in the shuffle, and you can't have conversations with right. people 
the way you can at um, at more low key events and with the online component um, being there on Facebook, the, I, the online conferences I've attended or participated in the comment threads um, generate a lot of good discussion and a lot of good questions. Um, it's a great way for people to uh, to be involved without who don't have the, the means or the desire to travel to these events um, mm -hmm. because it really does create a more uh, a more inclusive experience, which I, I think is I mean, I hesitate to say one of the good things that came out of the pandemic, but this is, you know, sort of pushing, pushing yeah. institutions to, to move in this direction. I, I think um, it's something that's been, that's been long overdue. Um, yeah. We learned a lot from, from the first conference in 19 being uh, in person to going fully online last year, we really learned how to stream and now it's kind of turning into a hybrid event with the best of both worlds uh, kind of in our, alchemical transformation or Hegelian dialectic that happened with that. But uh, now we look forward to, uh, you know, doing both simultaneously and in the, in the future too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So all of you listening out there, if, um, if, if this sounds like your sort of thing, it's, it's not a lot of money um, Buy a, buy a ticket for the online thing and, you know, watch, Watch the, the the talks that you find interesting and watch some of the ones you don't think you will find interesting because I can almost guarantee you will find something that you hadn't thought of before coming from these speakers. Even if it's a topic that, you know, on the surface isn't your thing. Um, I just like flying saucers. Well, you know, listen to somebody talk about uh, about something else. And, uh, well, we, we've talked about Supernatural Bigfoot on this show because we love Supernatural Bigfoot. Um, so listen, listen to uh, listen to to Cutchin talk about Supernatural Bigfoot. Listen to stuff about the tarot. Listen to all sorts of of things and and learn. Just learn. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank really, you. really, really appreciate appreciate you coming on here to uh, to talk about this and and spreading the word. Absolutely, it's an honor. We're big fans of the Saucer Life. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. So everybody, strangerealitiesconference.com. Check it out. Attend. Listen. Watch. Yes. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, strangerealitiesconference.com. Check it out. Middle of October, that sort of mid-weekend in October, Saucer Felons. It's going to be a fun, fun presentation. As always, you can follow us on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Saucer Life, or email us at thesaucerlife at gmail.com. Be sure to listen to our um, sister program, Great Lakes Lore, greatlakeslore.com. Our second episode is coming out this coming Monday about the Mad Gasser of Mattoon, and there is some uh, some supposed ufo crossover with that so hopefully you find that to be fun and thanks for uh, the feedback we've gotten on that show from people who i know are saucer life listeners next time the Leveland, texas <clears throat> ball lightning wink wink incident take care